welcome to the Destiny Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. Okay, so, so I just want to get you to get, I, I tell you that story to try and help you get that picture that not that therefore, you know, I can do what I like because in that story, the ambassador was suspected of committing a crime. But the, the point is, um, the, the laws of England did not apply to him. Okay, so the laws of, when I say laws, so society's, you know, culture that says, <laughs> um, you don't need to see our finances, <laughs> uh, that says, I need to look after myself. I'm not going to let you too close because you might hurt me. Or, or whatever it might be. Um, they don't apply in my world. Okay. What applies in my world is what God says about me. And the kingdom of God. And the principles and the reality of that kingdom. So, I am an ambassador of Christ. So, the next one. Philippians 3.20, right? Which you can look up, but I have turned into, uh, and it goes really with the, 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 the previous one, I am a citizen of heaven. Now, I've shown you this before, but I'll show it you again. If it's in the, if it's where it should be, ta-da! Passport. Okay. Now, according to this, right? I am a citizen of GBR, Great Britain. I am a British citizen. Proof. Right. The Bible. I have dual nationality. <laughs> right. Philippians three twenty. I am a citizen of heaven. In other words, what goes on in heaven goes on around me, and that's the world that I live in. That's the world that we live in. Okay. So how much peace do you think there is in heaven? Do you think heaven is a peaceful place? Yeah? Do you think heaven is a totally secure place? Yeah? That's where you live. That's where we live. Right? And I want to suggest to you that the more you choose to think about that reality and meditate on that reality... And you will discover that you find yourself believing and behaving differently. And the in, the in that's next to secure disappears because you're in Him, you're in Christ, you're in heaven. Okay? Let's have a look at another one. Uh, Okay. 
Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5 says, God will never leave me. What's German for never? Niemals. You say it. Niemals. All right. Never. Never, never, never. 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 It's just a great word, isn't it? It's like there's no there's no arguing with that. If never is never, then it's never gonna happen. He's never gonna leave me. Which is really, really important because a lot of the time if I feel if I if I you know make a bad choice, if I sort of forget who I am and I do something that's less than helpful it can feel like God has left me can't it? do you ever feel like that? like God's left you? I do and of course that is a lie so in that darkest moment of doubt, unbelief, fear sin, whatever I would like to suggest to you that repenting in that moment looks like changing what you're thinking, right? That's renewing your mind, okay? Repentance is a changing of your mind right? And we need to change our mind because our mind is telling us that God has left us Right. Or our fear, our our emotions. God, God, you've gone. Because if you were God, you would leave. If I did something wrong, right? That's that's our sort of warped. Oh, because God is holy, and God doesn't want anything to do with people who are unholy. And I am now unholy because I've done something unholy. It's all rubbish, but it's a lot of the time how we think. Okay. God never left. Right? Because he said he would never leave. So it doesn't matter what you've done, what you're doing now, what you might be planning to do, God is not going to leave. Right? Because he says, I will never leave you. Now you think, Oh, well, I'd better behave then. Now, I want to behave. I want to do life well, you know, with God. But I know that even if I do something less than clever, God is still totally with me. Yeah? Okay? The, 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 red, the red water doesn't jump out of the glass at that moment and leave me back as the blue water. Yeah? I know that, that's really silly, but you think, oh, that's really silly. But it's really, it's so simple that this is us. Union, union, union. Totally, totally together. And what's really, really, really amazing is, for me, 
and I don't really have a theological grid for this to any great extent but I love the fact that I didn't end up red right because then it wouldn't be me it would just be Jesus do you understand it would be all Jesus and no me it ain't red it's purple it's me and Jesus in other words Jesus is quite happy for us me and him to look like this right and Jesus is really comfortable in his relationship and the expression of that relationship in Josh and you Timo and you Marek and you Sharon and it's different we're all different shades of purple right and we're no more or less Jesus right okay because he said he'd never leave us you're never going to go back to what you had before okay um, let's let's look at another verse how are we doing for time oh we've got five minutes uh, do, 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 number two number three we've done that one Have you ever been, I know I know you've never done anything bad enough to be actually imprisoned, properly imprisoned, but have you ever been on a tour of a prison and been locked up? No? Because our daughter, as you know, lives in San Francisco, and San Francisco is home to a very, very, very famous prison. It's called Alcatraz. It's on a little island in San Francisco Bay. And it's one of the most secure places. Right? Very few people ever escape from Alcatraz. And you can do it. You can do the guided tour. And if you want, we didn't do it, did we? Did we? we didn't actually allow ourselves to be locked up. But they, if you, if you know, would any? They, they actually say, does anybody want to sample what it feels like? And they will actually put you in a cell, close the door, and turn the lights off. And you're in this stinking, rotten, concrete bunker that's, I don't know, not much more than two meters square. Horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Now, I want I want to redeem the word prison, okay? And I want to I want to use it as a um, positive image, okay? Imagine that scenario, okay, where you are trapped in this two meters by two meters cubicle. You cannot escape, okay? But you have a cellmate. Do you know what a cellmate is? It's called a prison cell, right? And the mate is the person who shares the cell with you, okay? Now, your cellmate, according to Zechariah, where are we? Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 12, you're in a prison and your cellmate, do you want to know his name? Old 
Zechariah 9 verse 12 talks about being a prisoner of hope. Can you imagine like being chained <laughs> to hope? Can't get away. You should try it sometime. Have a have a three you know, have a three legged race up the up the you know, up the garden. Right? Get a bit of something. You know, did you do three legged races when you were a kid? No, come on, stop up. Please. So you do the whole, we would fasten these two legs together, yeah. right? So that leg, those legs, that leg, those legs, right? You imagine that, and the person, th- th- this, is that. You go everywhere together. There's nowhere you go that hope doesn't go. Right? You cannot escape from hope. It is impossible. It is impossible to escape from hope. So, if I turn up into a situation, what do I bring to that situation? I bring my cellmate. Can I introduce you to hope? Mm-hmm. because the wonderful thing is even if I haven't got even if I don't feel I've got any hope's right here right? I'm joined to hope now the reality is me and Jesus we're full of hope but even if sometimes our thinking gets a bit skewed with and we're like uh, I don't know where the hope is I'm chained to the hope right? so I walk into a situation I don't care how hopeless it is, because we just And that, you know, that, in a sense, it doesn't require any faith. I'll be okay when I've just, like, worked up enough hope. No, no, you don't don't have to do that, right? Because hope's coming with you, whether you want it to or not. It's part of who you are, right? I'm a prisoner. Of hope, I'm chained to hope. So, whenever, whenever, whatever I walk into, whoever I meet, I can reconnect to some hope. So, nothing is hopeless. Nothing is hopeless. It's only a situation where people feel they've been disconnected with hope but actually you can't be that is Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 12 so my paraphrase okay I'm a prisoner of hope and then of course probably the most most famous one which we use a lot which is 1 John 3 verse 1 which is very simply but very importantly I am a child of God you know we sang that song earlier I am a child of God and there are others but we'll we'll leave it that That is 1 John chapter 3 
and verse 1. Okay? And we can, you know, we can look at other other verses, but I would encourage you just to turn them into I am statements. I am. best way to describe it, uh, do you know what a vault is? Yeah. V-A-U-L-T. In a bank, okay, often in the basement, they'll have something called a strong room. And it will be a room that, you know, is secured, Incredibly the walls secure. are very thick, it will be alarmed, da da da, yeah? Stronghold and the stronghold. Return to the stronghold of security and prosperity. To the stronghold of security. Right. You see, because you've been imprisoned, you're a stronghold of security with hope. Now you see, you think, oh. We talk about freedom, we talk about grace, yeah. We, we don't want to be we don't want to be bound up with anything, do we? You know, I want to be free, I want to be free. Right? But in that place, be totally free. In that place. And prosperity doesn't just mean money, does it? It means everything being fruitful, doesn't it? An abundance. Abundantly, yeah. Abundance of everything. Peace, joy. That's where we really live. Yeah. <laughs> that's, how I, that's your address. Okay, that's your address. Oh, you can get me, if you want to get me, stronghold. Stronghold. <laughs> so let's just pray. God, put your hand on your head or your heart or wherever, you know. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me, Father to live more in the reality of where I am (laughs) where we are individually and together together, together, together together, together together, together 
in that abundant place of abundance, in that place of abundant security, in that place of abundant peace beyond doubt, in that abundantly safe place, in that abundantly calm place, in that abundantly joyful place. <laughs> where it, it won't even be second nature to laugh. It'll just be first nature to laugh. <laughs> oh dear. Glory, glory, glory. And I just... Uh, I'm Sorry, you can, you can stop. The, the holy bit's finished now. Um, I, what I thought your socks said, okay, I don't own a pair, but there is a brand, isn't there, that's called Trespass? Mm-hmm. You know, do, do you know the word right? Okay, trespass. Okay. Now this is. R- how do you spell it? Trespass. Now do you know what? Uh, do you know what? I, are you familiar with that term word? Okay. That. Let's forget the doubt and thing. Right. This side of the line. This is Josh's property. Okay. And he has a big sign because he's very. He's very. Um, he wants to keep his property safe, right? He has a big sign at the edge of his property, which says, "Keep out." Right? However, I can't read English. I'm German, right? So I, I just, I step onto his land and I walk around on his land, right? I am trespassing. In other words, I have no right to be there. That land belongs to him. It does not belong to me, right? I should not be there. I'm trespassing. And the problem sometimes is that we feel we ought to live here in this world of doubt and, and despair and despondency. And it's almost like when we walk over here in this place that's full of joy and peace and and all that stuff, that stronghold, if we feel, oh, I'm trespassing. Do you understand? Like, I don't really belong here. I actually really belong here. And I want to say, we belong here. You are not trespassing. Okay. Not trespassing. Um, I, was, I was telling somebody yesterday, you know, I love to play the piano. Right? Well, there's um, a, ha- a, a big fancy house in Derbyshire, okay, and it's called Chatsworth. Now, most fancy old houses, right, when you go and visit them, they have lots of signs, and it says, don't touch, keep off the grass, right, keep out. So we go to this place called Chatsworth, and there is a grand piano there, right, Steinway, best piano you can buy. And there's no sign on it that says don't touch. So I say to the, the, like the, the, the guide guy, oh, how often does the piano get played? Oh, he says, all the time. He says, do you want to have a go? Can I? <laughs> that's, that's like trespassing. Can I? Sure you can. So I sit down and I start playing this tune. And this was just such a God moment, right? I didn't think, oh, Jesus, just give me the right song to play in this moment so we can all have a really spiritual encounter. No, I just played a song. When I am down... I didn't sing, I just played it. Oh, my soul, so weary. Right? And I looked round, 
And this guy who's just given me permission to play the piano is weeping because it's his mother's favourite song. And me just doing my little thing there has just helped him feel really important. Right? So I don't want you ever to think that you're trespassing. Alright? There's no signs that say, don't touch. There's no signs that say, keep out. Okay? We're here. So why don't we just all stand up? Come on, let's all stand up. And let's, let's symbolically stand on this side of the line in the carpet. Come on. Thank you, God, for the reality of the fact that we are in. We are in this stronghold. We are totally secure. We are prisoners of hope. We are your ambassadors in this world. We live in a place of total freedom and peace and prosperity. Thank you for listening to the Our Destiny podcast. For further information, check out 